When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dear gas prices, go take a hike. Toyota is the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years. The Toyota hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power and savings with style. Not to mention top tech to help keep you connected. Plush premium interiors and the most advanced Toyota safety features. So, now you know who you're talking to. Toyota the number one retail brand for electrified vehicles for 22 years, with a hybrid or electric vehicle built for every driver. Seriously, dear gas prices, do you really think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota Hybrids. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Based on manufacturer estimates, see why 2000 through 2021 sales. Welcome to Blue Monday. Um, I have just got in from training. I just shoveled my tea down my neck. I'm still in my training gear. Um, like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, a managerial vibe. Yeah, I don't know why I got that done. It just seems a Oh, the cat's jumped in now and everything. Anyway, let's, start about, let's talk about Everton. Um, oh. Very disappointing game, wasn't it? Just everything about it from... Well, from pretty much start to the end. It started badly. It finished badly. It's just... Just rubbish. Yeah, that, I think that miss at the end is one you just think about all week, isn't it? Where you, you know, without I, a doubt, I just can't get that out of my head. Just thinking, you know, just put it either bottom corner, either top corner. And every yeah. conversation we're having this week is is very different, isn't it? Um, it is. Yeah, I mean, I think. Here, but yeah, just frustrating. Yeah, I think. I think um, so Leicester showed last night. They got like a last minute winner. Check you, didn't they? Yeah. And it shows, you know, no matter where you're on the league or how good a run you're on or whatever, you're going to have games like that. So, you know, other teams will go to Burnley and they will struggle, you know. And I know they've been terrible this season, Burnley, but they are going to grind out results. Teams are going to play badly there like we did. But if you do score that last-minute goal, you know, that's what teams up the top do. They win games like that. They play terrible and they win games like that. And for us not to do that when the chance was there, it was just, just so frustrating. Yeah, you can't go rogue there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> determined to get in there. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? Just, I think, I think Leicester are quite a good example, actually, of sort of where they're just a bit better than us in that regard because they've had a lot of injuries as well recently in players. Mm. And although they've had some like, quite poor results and poor performances, by and large, they've just found a way to get through games. Like you know, they've had pretty much their entire back four. I was injured for large spells of the season. And they just found a way. Granted, they've got a, a, you know, an elite striker who can conjure sort of out of nothing like Fardy did yesterday and win the game. But, you know, I think that's, that's where maybe teams like them and, you know, Wolves as well, maybe just a bit ahead of us still in that sense because they can just, you know, they can bring in a player who can do a really good, dependable job. Whereas you look at us at the weekend and, 
you know, Luca Dean's injury prompted us into playing Delphi at left back, left wing back even, and, and now he's out. And then on the other side, you've got a worthy playing right wing back. And Bobby's mm. done okay there. It's not necessarily his natural position. Um, so we, we've had to move things around a little bit and not really cope that well. And we sort of put, put, sort of put this on, on Twitter. I think just that, that failure to adapt really since the derby when we've been forced into adapting because of suspensions and a few injuries is, is something that we've not really done at all, have we? Um, no. No. Yeah, we're a Fulham, but that's it. You know, once we were pushed out of that comfort zone, we sort of built around ourselves in those first five league games. Uh, there's been no real response from us. No. Well, the, the manager has tried different things, hasn't he? Ancelotti's tried various formations, including that weird one up at Newcastle. Seems to settle on this horrible 3-4-3, which for me is just the worst formation you can play at all because I think we've seen in the last two games especially, it leaves a bit of a gap, like a little bit of a no-man's land around the edge of the box where there's only two midfielders, so they've got a lot of ground to cover, especially if you're playing wing-backs. Um, it's basically them two in the middle of the park. And then you, you sort of have that, that, that bit of the pitch just outside the area where the defence don't know whether to step into it as against Leeds. Godfrey was late making the move out. Midfielders lost the ball there against Burnley in the first minute. Again, the defence weren't there because it's not really their position. The midfield should be there. So you don't have that cover. And, you know, we can see basically exactly the same goal, more or less. Yeah, and I think it, it doesn't really suit the, the, the three, does it? I mean, uh, no. Jonathan the people watching on YouTube, I know what you think's going wrong with this side at the moment. Uh, so John Haddock saying so many things to correct, starting with being a back three, so he's very much in your camp when it comes to, mm. when it comes to that, mate. But I think it's one of them, you need the personnel to play it, don't you? Yeah. And it's, it's not just wing-backs, it's, it's centre-backs as well. I, I always feel as though the best back three is the teams that play really well sort of have like half a full-back in there. So you think about um, when Conte did it at Chelsea, you moved Aspilicueta in there, didn't he? And he was sort of the one that played on the right in that back three, but he'd shuffle across into the full-back positions quite a lot as well because he's just sort of, he was an intelligent defender and he could sort of manage that, that position really well. We don't really have anyone who can do that. And, you know, you look well, at Keen and Mina in particular and you'd say both of them are probably suited to playing in the middle of a back three. But if you put them in one of those wider positions, either way, yeah. it's not going to suit them at all. And I don't think it's any coincidence that when we went into a, a back four again at the weekend, while the other part of the team still clearly weren't functioning properly, that... The centre backs actually looked a lot better and dealt with mm. Burnley's direct approach a lot better. But it's something we're going to have to improve dramatically on the weekend if we're going to get any sort of result there. Um, well, but yeah, you know, I feel like I feel like a three man, you know, four three three probably suits nine out of the eleven lads we've got in the squad in the first eleven at the moment, and that's that's probably good enough reason I think for for moving down that route again. Yeah, it, it certainly suits the midfielders as more as well. Like I said, it's. It's a lot to ask of them. I think normally when you play three or five at the back, it's usually like a three-five-two, isn't it? So yeah. you have three lads across the middle, two wide players, and then when you're defending, it's five-three-two. So there's a lot more defensive cover. It just seems playing four across the middle with two of them wide players just seems dead weird to me. Yeah. Uh, I hope we never see it again, to be honest. I think that was that was the thing, wasn't it? I think we were all a bit shocked before the game that Dalf was left back and and Kunky was on the bench. Because I think you said on, on post-match, like, you know, even if even if Delp doesn't get injured, there's a good chance he's going to be knackered on 60, 70 minutes. Probably won't see the game out anyway. Or yeah. if he does, he's going to drop off massively towards the end. So to not have anyone there who can naturally just come in and play, basically keep the same formation because 
you know, if he wants, if if Ancelotti wants to play this formation, surely you have someone on the south bench to come in to keep that formation. As it was, he didn't, and he just had to sort of rip it up after you know what twenty minutes or so and start again, which weirdly was the best thing that could have happened to us. Yeah, I don't think we get back into the game to be honest if we stick with that formation. Yeah, because you sort of imagine they might score again, don't you? Because they, mm. they were getting loads of space, weren't they? Which just by playing, you know, quite sort of like the Fulham game, just you know. Direct balls forward and then little one-twos around the box and they seem to yeah. be in on us all the time. So, yeah, and that was just a weird decision for me that not having Nkunku even on the bench because, like you said, that Delph is, you know, there are so many factors in play there that make it probably more likely than not that he's not going to finish the, the the 90 minutes. So, and like, I just agree with everything you said there, mate, if you want to keep that shape and keep balance with a left-sided player on that side, then we've only really got one of it. Play in the squad, haven't we? You can, you, can, you can fill in there. So, I suppose the only other thing you might have been able to do is put Davis at right wing back and put a Wobi over there again. But that worked horribly, didn't it, against Leeds? Yeah. Really, in, in the main, which only when it came to a Wobi. So, I don't know. It's it's tough one to see what we do going forward because that's effectively, you know, our best left backs are for a while. An option we've got at left back is going to, you know, delve. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I, I wouldn't be. Depending on him at all. No, I just him off. Really. To move him off, move him on at the first opportunity. To be fair, so what's going to happen now? Is Godfrey going to have to just do a job there for a few weeks? You know, is Kunku going to get a go? It's, it's, it's a difficult yeah. one, isn't it? Really difficult. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing as well as Godfrey played at left back. He is a right footed player and he's not a left back. So yeah. while you know, you can you can step in sometimes and you can have a good game out of position. It can just happen. You know, and it was against a side that's not the best in the league at all by any stretch of the imagination. To then ask him to do that right the way through December with the fixes we've got coming up, it's just mad. We can't expect him to maintain that performance level at left back. He might do, he could surprise everyone, but it would be a massive risk for a young player back in the Premier League, right-footed, he's a defensive mid or a, or a, a centre-back, basically, to, to lash him at left back. So it seems too much of a gamble to me. And the other mad thing as well is... I think we've had three different centre-back partnerships, haven't we? In the yeah. last... Yeah. So it's like there's no consistency with the personnel. So it's never going to work. Um, I think he probably needs to just settle on a back four to basically see us through December if it can. You know, injuries permitting. And I've no idea what that's going to be. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, there's something to having Gomez in midfield. I, mean, I think he came on and didn't play that well, really, in general. Right. But... I think yeah, he did okay. Yeah, you know, there's some moments where you thought he's on it, he's on it here. He's gonna he's gonna have a big impact on the game. Then others where you think, well, you know, what on earth are you doing there? But earlier in the season when we were playing well, he was in the side, wasn't he? He he was he was in that midfield every every week. And I think on the back of a shocking performance at Newcastle, he was sort of binned off, wasn't he, for, for a while. Mm. Um, you know, and Sigurdsson was considered a bit a better option, but I think sometimes he's just someone who you can give the ball to and he can hold it and you can win a free kick. And maybe just having him in there is that, that third midfielder gives us a bit more structure and a bit more control in that area of the pitch. And maybe that's something we need to start looking at going back to because it's the first time we've seen him. He came on for a bit against Leeds, didn't he? But other than that, we've not really seen him at all over the last few weeks. So, no. But yeah, just, just whereas at the start of the season, everything looked really balanced. It just feels as though we're a bit skewed in midfield and defence now. Like, we haven't got really a natural option at left-back. We haven't really got a natural hold midfielder. And the players are having to play out of position to compensate for that, or they're having to do jobs that they're not really familiar with or within their roles to compensate for that. So, 
yeah. it's a tricky one, but this is when you've got a manager like this, mate, and you know, his, his experience and his know how and his tactical acumen, this is where this should come to the fore. You should be trying to find a way through through matches and trying to navigate the scene through tricky spells in games and through tricky games we've got coming up when mm-hmm. we've got our full strength 11. Because there's not many teams in this league at the moment that have got the best 11 lads to put out no. every week. No, not at all. Um, you know, and other teams are getting by basically with, without the best players. Um, I think the annoying thing is, though, the manager seems to be a bit of a problem, <laughs> a big part of the problem at the minute because he does seem to be making the wrong decisions consistently. Um, and I know, you know, there's a lot of people who say, like, well, you, you know, how, how can you have an opinion on this manager? He's won, he's won everything. He won all, he's won everything that is. He probably won, he's actually won more trophies than Everton. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it does seem a bit careless to, to like, Turn around and say, "Well, you're doing that wrong." But you know, well, actually, if we don't do that, there's no point of us doing these videos. Or people, well, no, people can't talk about footy with the mates ever again. It, it does me. I do when people say that. You know, what, yeah, it's you know, mad. So why don't you just keep bow down? To the fact that, let's be honest. Marco Silva knows a lot more about footy than us. Sam Allardyce yeah. knows a lot more about footy than us. Do we just sort of sit there and go, "Well, you know, these these lads know more. Let's just let's just let them work the magic." I think it's it's fine to be critical and, and analyze it as long as we're not sat here. Calling people all sorts and, and you know directing abuse at them. The manager, yeah. the manager's got loads of things wrong in recent week. Absolutely loads of things wrong. Yeah, the worst one of the lot was Saturday, not having another left back on the bench given given the circumstances. But so does that mean that we want him to, to leave the football club? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. That's it. And you know you've got to take it in perspective. You can criticise the manager as you said without thinking. Well, you want him sacked then, yeah? Because it's not like that at all. Just. You expect a bit better and you just want better, don't you? You know, we want we want the best possible thing for the team, which I'm sure he is. No doubt about it. And it is going to take time because he is, you know, he's not inherited the best squad. The players he's signed have dropped off in form or fitness or whatever uh, from the start of the season. And that's going to happen. Um, and, you know, the, we've, said, we've said all along, the players that come in aren't good enough to mm. fill in the players, you know, when they lose form or they lose fitness. But... And we are still Everton. We are, still, you know. Well, yeah, you know, the bulk of this squad finished twelfth last year. It's, it's going, it's going to be slow. And I think, I think I've always sort of appreciated it was going to be slow. And even when we were winning games, there's going to be bumps in the road. But hmm. there have been little things over the last few weeks that have, that have concerned me. To be honest, I didn't think that the run would be quite as bad as this, given the, the caliber of opposition we played. And you know, you'd certainly nice to have a few more points on the board going into this, this test and run of fixtures. Hmm. But it's. It, you sort of get the sense that this is going to happen in a mad season and for a team that was largely well below average last year. It's it's about just getting the, getting that consistency up. But, you know, I think I think Owen Parks put it well yesterday on Twitter. I saw, you know, he, somebody does some of our shows sort of saying that if you just grind out a draw at Newcastle or you grind out a draw at Southampton, yeah. all of a sudden, you know, these sorts of results are fine because, you, you know, you've got that in your locker to, to sort of get through games where you can, you can say, right, we're not playing that well here, but we can get a, a point... But then, by the by contrast, you look at the game of the weekend. Say, so we played all right there. We should have got three points. You know, it's just about, about taking that extra step in matches and, and making yourself a bit harder to beat. But, you know. but yeah, I think I think Saturday's a little bit maybe a little bit different to that because they they were in such rotten form going into the, the game, and yeah. not scoring, conceding loads, and, and we let them off the hook a little bit. Yeah, I think I think the majorly frustrating thing is it, it just seems like that typical Everton thing where although the top four still within grasp. We're just not taking the opportunity. It's like it's like a perpetual win at Villa and we go top. <laughs> game it seems now, doesn't it? It's like we all we've got to do is like get some points here and we're right up there and we don't. 
and we're just falling short and it's dead, dead frustrating. There are some positives though. Um, Jordan Pickford, that's yeah. it's probably what, two good games now he's had? Yeah. Maybe three? Yeah, he's had a few in a row actually, to be fair. Yeah. So, you know, he's doing well. We're not, we're not talking about him making mistakes. You know, I don't think he... I don't think he could have done much about the goal at the weekend. He certainly couldn't have done anything about the one at Leeds. He's made some vital saves in those games. It is, it is a worry that before we go to praise him, because he does it, these long shots are concerning, aren't they? Yeah. I, yeah, I do feel like I've seen him concede that goal about 100 times since he's been at Everton. Didn't we concede six goals from outside the area already this season? Yeah, I think he was the same last year as well, wasn't he? He's conceded more than anyone outside the box. I think that was the staff from us from last season. So, yeah, it is a bit concerning. Um, I think he well, he's be... been doing well, hasn't he? He's been doing well. He has. Yeah, you, you can possibly look at his positioning a bit for the one at the weekend. I don't think Leeds had any chance. That was just an excellent shot uh, through a defender's legs. I think the one he maybe could have done better for it, but, you know, it, it, it's a snapshot from outside the area again through defenders. It's, I don't know. It's it's frustrating, but you know overall he played well, um, and we're not talking about him making howlers all the time, which is an, <laughs> it's a nice feeling, isn't it? it it's actually it, it is actually something that's genuinely positive that we're not talking about him. Yeah, absolutely, because you know he, he's had a bit of a ton of time on and off the pitch, hasn't he recently? So it's good that he seems a bit more focused and a bit more alert, and he's sort of simplified his goalkeeping a bit, which is good. But mm. I don't know. It, it, yeah, I think. The long shot, you'd have to get someone on, like, I don't know, like David Priest or someone who knows a lot more about goalkeeping because it just feels a bit weird, doesn't it? You know, some of those shots that go, like I said, the one, that Rafinha one, he just, he bangs that out of nowhere, doesn't he, with no back. Yeah. You know, that, that's going to catch a lot of goalkeepers off guard. But the one at the weekend to me, just sort of, I didn't look right. I'd say, well, what I would say is, I'd say Burnley's keeper probably saves, I'd say. But, yeah, possibly. But, but, but there, are, there are shots that, you know, Pope won't be able to save the pick with Khan because he's got better skills. So maybe it's just one of them, the trade-off of having a goalkeeper like him who's a bit more dynamic, a bit more likely to be quicker off his line, like he was in the first half to save that, yeah. which would, you know, effort which kept us in the game. Uh, whereas someone like Pope's maybe a bit more of a, a shop stopper, a bit more of a presence in there. So, but yeah, by and large, you know, with Nick picking it, he's, he's, been, he's been a lot better over the last few weeks. And, you know, from, what did you say? Probably had three, four good games. Yeah. To, you know, he's got to make that 10 hasn't he made it before we yeah. are saying he's no longer a problem anymore yeah well that's it, it, it you know, it's going to be a big test for him this month although he, he, he's generally better when he's got more to do as we mm-hmm. saw against Leeds when he's involved in the game the whole time I think he, he, he doesn't feel a need to act a goat and do something stupid yeah <laughs> because it's like his concentration's gone all he's thinking right I need to get involved in this game myself he doesn't have to do that because he's constantly being occupied um, he's like a toddler like that isn't he We've had a few comments, by the way. Chris Hammond saying, Delph is useless. He needs to collect signals and get out of the club. I thought Gomez done well. A few misplaced passes, but no worse than anyone else. Andrew Cornigan has said, need Holgate this whole midfield to protect the back four and Alan and Decore to get forward. Yeah, uh, he also said, why wasn't Olsen on the bench again? Team selections lately have been weird. I wasn't actually sure about that, to be fair. The Lossal thing's strange, isn't it? The f- he's been yeah. the last two games now, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, to be fair, you don't really look out for news on some goalies, do you? But I don't know if there's no, no explanation or anything. It, no, it does seem odd, though, doesn't it? 
Yeah, a little bit, little bit strange, yeah. But yeah, I can't imagine, bro. I'm too happy about that, like. <laughs> the midfield's what we spoke about before, isn't it? Avalashin. Well, it looks like Godfrey's going to play left back now, but... Yeah. playing in front of that, that back four could be something. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy with that. I think Holgate or Godfrey are the answer to, to that defensive midfield. I think we said, I think we said a couple of weeks back, didn't we? If we're, if we're looking for Gabamon to come in, and we're all pinning our hopes on Gabamon and coming in and being Claude McAlealy, basically. <laughs> um, it feels like we should probably start playing like that now. So you give the core and Alan the freedom to run up the pitch. You know, Alan's looked a bit sloppy with his passion lately, uh, certainly at the weekend. But you think if he's doing that higher up the pitch, it's not so much of an issue. But if he's a defensive midfield and he's making sloppy passes, that's when it becomes an issue. But that's, that's definitely not his position, is it? That's what happened, wasn't it, for their first goal? Exactly. Yeah. Giving the ball yeah. right, and then they're, they're in at the back, the back five or whatever it was at that point. And we've got a, a free shot at goal. And as we discovered, you know, we can't, can't keep shots off from, from distance. So, yeah, that, that is a little bit concerning. But some positive to take from it, mate. But just feels like a massive opportunity missed with the games we've got coming up. It does. Yeah, so it's Chelsea next, isn't it? Chelsea next, yeah. Did you go in the ballot? I'm going. I've got a ticket. Oh, it's right. Oh, yeah. nice. nice to get yeah. a ticket. Me and Mark Mosey and our respective, our respective fathers got, got tickets in the ballot. So. Lovely stuff we missed out. Uh, the oh, big well. you, you might get the United game. I think that was the one that I would have... Yeah, I think that's the one I'd really like. That, you know, that, that one in the cup would be class. Seeing, yeah, I think... Cheng Tosin up front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking when, it, when it's like travelling back if it was travelling back from Goodison 10 o'clock at night having just been walloped 5-1 by Chelsea I'd sooner be in the house to be honest do you know what though I'm just looking forward to going like, <laughs> no no it'll be, it'll be sound it'll be like it'll just be a mad experience won't it yeah it'll be, it'll be weird it will be weird and I suppose it's, it's a history making match isn't it it'll, it'll yeah without a doubt so it'll be nice to, to be there and see what it's like and just sort of try and get that that familiarity back and you know it was a year ago today, wasn't it? We beat them, and they were. That, yes. was, that was probably the best, the best day of last season, really, wasn't it? So, yeah, I but they've so. lost the last two, haven't they, Goodison as well? So yeah, we've got a relatively good record against them, to be honest. Yeah, but they do look a bit of a different prospect this year, don't they? But yeah, they've, they've picked up some serious form lately, haven't they? Yeah, so so fingers crossed that you know, we can we can pull something off. But yeah, I I I've been like quite. We spoke about it, haven't we, on these shows about how. The, the tickets and we're sort of like, yeah, no, not, not that fuss, but I, yeah, when I found out before, I was still had a massive smile on my face <laughs> all week. It's just, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it'd be nice to get back in there, but uh, yeah, not really, not really many positives to carry, carry through from the Burnley game. Calvert Lewin scored again, yeah, standard yeah. burn, aren't it, mate? It is, yeah, right? it is. He's pretty much feeding off scraps every game now, but he's still scoring, so that's. That's a positive. I'll have to go and have a look at this, but I reckon he scored more goals horizontal to the floor than he has. Or whether that be sliding in the back post, diving headers. He's yeah, just I think he's just and that, that's the sound of a great striker, I suppose he's always on the stretch and always just getting to things. Throwing his body at stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, Angelotti sort of tentatively compared him to Inzaghi. But like that is what Inzaghi used to do, wasn't it? Just, yeah. just scrambling things over the line all the time. It'd be interesting to go back and look at that. Like it goes in last the last year because you can think you can think of loads or you know the one of Fulham. Was, yeah, he, he very yeah. rarely like runs into the box. They're all one such finishes, aren't they? Yeah. We're not going to be on the stretch in that case. One at, the one at Crystal Palace as well. The one at um, the one against West Brom where Richardson knocks it across. Yeah, often he's just 
on his arse side and you know, flinging himself at the ball. He's, you know, a lead striker in that sense. And yeah. his physicality and his, and, his, uh, and his speed just gives him a bit of an edge in that situation. But the intelligence to make sure he gets there just in front of the defender is what's really come on over the, over the yeah. last few months. But, um, you know, I'll tell you what, mate, I don't want to bring this down, but people talking about Richarlison might go if we don't get European football this year. I'll be a bit more worried about losing him at the moment because Definitely. you sort of look at him and how lethal he is. If you if you put him in a side which creates a lot of chances in the football match, yeah, he's, he's going to score a half. He's going to score yeah. a half ball. So you know he's probably on this valuable asset now in, in that regard. But yeah, I don't want to be a damper. Everybody can get in Europe and you know keep him <laughs> here and stuff like that. But that's the so one I'll be worried about at the moment. He's either got to get sold or be the new Jelovic, one or the other. Do you know what though? It's gone beyond the Elevich territory. It has actually. Yeah, it has. No, he's probably scored more goals in the last ten games than Yelovich did. Yeah, I think Yelovich only got about seven or eight, didn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. back into that season, but like it wasn't half a season, but oh yeah, he's gone well past that. Like yeah. but it was interesting watching the highlights of that game against Chelsea from a year ago today, because he misses a sitter early in that game. He, yeah. yeah, he missed a sitter and Juma gave him the ball and he hit it straight to um Kepper. And then he sort of watched the rest of that game. Remember, he was brilliant that day, and he scored the yeah. other two. And it, it just felt like that was the day where it just sort of the switch went off in his head. And it's like, right, I need to just be this this poacher now. And since yeah, then, up, he's not looked back, has he? Yeah, because up until then, he was having really good games, but not scoring, wasn't he? So his hold-up play and his running and everything was brilliant. But there were just no goals, and that's when people were like, yeah, he's never going to be a good striker because he doesn't score. It was just like the other day. He just like scores every game now, which is great to see. And another positive, I suppose, is we're only conceding one a game now and not two. So <laughs> there is that. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Well, uh, we'll see how we get on at the weekend. Anyway, we'll be doing what's. Will you be around for what's the score? Or oh no, I won't. You won't be, will you? I'll be. I'll be there. I'll rope. I'll rope someone else in for what's the score then. Oh. Uh, before half an hour or so before kickoff. Quality. Job's good. Right. Cheers, Matt. Top man. Thanks everyone for thanks for, to everyone for sending questions in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll be back to that said, but what's the score? We'll be back. Uh, want more from us? Patreon.com slash Blue Room Extra, and all usual content will be out in the week as well. Up the toffees. See you soon. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm such a screw up. What house? Why would you talk like that? How are you even with a house without a walk-in closet? Stop. You have more than enough storage. Oh, yeah. And the unfinished basement. Gross. We'll finish it eventually. Together. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.